Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. Five steps to regain oomph in your revision, season 10, episode 28. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time of your day you're on it. <laughs> there we go. I've still got a bit of a croaky voice. You have a little bit of a croaky voice following the weekend of teaching. And as the weeks unfolded, I've my voice is kind of going up and down. So hopefully over the next 15 to 20 minutes, as we go through the five steps to um, regain regaining oomph. the oomph in your revision. My I like the word oomph. oomph uh, my voice holds together. Yeah, I hope so too. And you would think that your voice would be most croakiest on the Monday, the day after a weekend of training in the classroom. It's not. But it's, it seems to be progressive. It usually gets to like the Wednesday or Thursday. It's like dogs, goes, but you, for croaky voice. Yeah, I've got, yeah. 72 hour croaky voice. 72 hour croaky voice. <laughs> but today's for you if you are not just doing revision, but also study and trying to get that oomph back into your into your week, I suppose, and yeah. try and find that that point where you go, do you know what, I am going to pick up my books, I'm going to open up my manual, I'm going to log on to my online studies, and dare I say, I'm even going to enjoy it. <laughs> and this is a problem that if you've had any time off of your studies, like let's just say Easter holidays, school, bank holidays, whatever it might be, With that half term. term. Some yeah. schools down here in Cornwall had three weeks for their half term yeah. at Easter, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and then they get another six weeks off later. But also this weekend, so we're, we're recording this and it goes live today on April 27th. Yeah. This weekend we have Maybank holiday. Yeah. Then we've got Maybank holiday at the, the last Monday of May as well. And then yeah. we've got the Jubilee weekend, which I think was two... June, is uh, June. I can't remember, early June. Yeah. So we've got, I'm going to say, we've just navigated a few weeks of an unfamiliar routine. Mm. And now we can already predict and plan the next few weeks ahead. There'll be some turbulence. There'll be some turbulence. So I want you to really listen into these five tips because if you don't regain your oomph in your studies, suddenly it could easily become middle of June. Mm. And we're only in April. So, you know, my question is, is like, what's happening in May? Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and and Easter was middle of April. So you could always, almost go like middle of April to the middle of May to the middle of June. It could almost become a 10-week hiatus. Yeah which is not far off a quarter of a year of, of, of ups and downs, topsy-turvy. Waiting for it to be better or easier to take action. And, and that's the thing that happens is if you have completely. a little gap and you're like, well, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week. It'll be easier to fit it in then because I've got less going on. But I guarantee in your life, you'll still have lots going on. Well, it's easy to wait for like when the time is right. And yeah. so like my first question in, is in terms of like your studies and your revision is like, when is time ever right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, when is the time to, to, to challenge ourselves and do something different and progress ourselves ever going to be the best time? Yeah. And actually, I think it's almost better to do it when it isn't the right time, because then you will definitely do it when it is the right That's time. That's a great point. We mentioned this on a previous podcast yeah. and inside our Fit Progressions training of like, you know, your clients need you when it's the hardest time of their, their month or the hardest yeah. time of their year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You know, like... A lot, of, a lot of clients turn around and, or fit pros turn around and say like, what do I do with my clients when they go on their two-week holiday? I'm like, they need you most then. Yeah. 
Yeah, yes, yeah. they're going to relax and sit by the pool and drink sangria or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But actually, they still require you on their shoulder to make sure they, you've got their six. Yeah. So it's not that they, they, they take a hiatus from everything. They need you more. They still need you more. You yeah. know, Christmas comes. It's like they don't just take two weeks off over Christmas. Just because they're training and they're, you're engaged with you as a fit pro doesn't mean that they can't enjoy Christmas or can't mm. enjoy Easter. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And the These... part of that is like that almost damage limitation, isn't it? That you're working with them to help manage it even in the hardest times. Completely. So even when it's hard for you in your revision and you're doing <clears throat> everything else and you've got loads more appointments Plate on. spinning, yeah. Rather than axing it as a priority and putting it down the list of priorities, instead, how do you make it happen regardless of that happening? Yeah. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about so today. So let's jump into five these steps. five steps. Where, where are we going first? So five steps to regain oomph in your revision. We're going to start with step number one is find out why you stopped, which we're, is kind of what we're just talking about. I think about. we've kind of covered that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like why did you stop? And I think this is another way of saying this is it's easy to find a reason to stop. Mm. But is it easy to find a reason to start? Ooh, I like Do that. you know what I mean? Like nice. it's easy to find a, a reason why you, you didn't do something. And our brain is, is hardwired to find that, that information quite quickly. Yeah. It allows us to come up with a plausible explanation. We can justify our inaction quite quickly. Now, I want you to start to think about how could you justify to you and loved ones around you why you should take action mm. imminently. Yeah. And find those reasons to do something. Yeah, and a nice question to ask here is ask yourself why you stopped. So if you're in this lull where you've not done your revision for a while or even a couple of days, ask yourself why you stopped and answer it very genuinely. And you might go, things got busy, um, it was half term, lots of weird stuff going on, lots of Easter egg hunts, whatever. And then... Easter eggs... Uh, sorry, my voice went. Easter egg hunts are not weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that one straight. Okay. Easter it's egg, a normal thing that It's a normal do. thing and it's a fun thing to do. Fun stuff. Lots <laughs> yeah. of fun stuff, not weird stuff. That's the key, isn't it? If you think about this over the last oh, few I weeks... Oh, I was going to ask a question, but Stay with that question. But think about this over the last couple of weeks. We've had time out. Kids yeah. have been off of um, on Easter holidays. Mm -hmm. We've had Easter egg hunts. The sun's been out. It's been a chance to go and see friends and family and socialise. It's been maybe the first time to maybe go abroad or go away on a, on a short break. Yeah. It's been fun stuff. And so if we think about this from a priority perspective, we've had other things move up our priority list very easily and very quickly. And it's very, it's fine to say, do you know what? I put my books down. I didn't do it. And that's okay. Yeah. I don't need to feel annoyed, guilty, ashamed or frustrated with myself. I've not done anything wrong. It's yes. just life has taken and life has happened. And do you know what? You enjoyed it. Wicked. Yeah. And that's, that's, that, that's for find out why that's you the stopped. acceptance of why you stopped. Yeah. And then when you ask yourself now, why haven't I restarted yet? This is interesting. Because if you don't still have that, that fun stuff yep. going on and you're like, why haven't I restarted yet? And it will be like, oh, I lost one bojo or things are still busy. I'm still catching up. And I want you to ask yourself a really simple question. Is that true? Nice. Is that true? So this <laughs> Tell is, us more. <laughs> this is really important on that question when you say, why haven't I started back up? Is to then question yourself if it is totally true that the reason why you've not started back up in your revision 
is means you cannot do your revision. Yeah, completely. D- quite often, I'll give 99.9% plus 1% of the time. The answer is no. The it's answer, not 100% true. Yes, it happened. Yes, it's a thing. But actually, once you've accepted that and you move on, there's no reason why you can't restart. Well, a lot of learners, and it's okay to say, you know, they, they turn around and go, I've lost my mojo. And I'm like, I ask, like, can you show me the mojo? Mm. Is you it know, true? Is I don't mean that thing? in any kinky way. <laughs> but like, what is the mojo? Like, yeah. we use this term mojo um, as a as as a thing. Yeah. As a, is it a noun or a verb? Which well, one? Uh, we use it probably as a verb. Well, as a noun. As yeah, a, yeah, as a thing. But as a thing. But I can't pick up a mojo. Yeah. I can't go to my cupboard and pick up a mojo. I can't look at. The, do you know what I mean? I yeah. can't go to my garage and yeah. and find the mojo. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like. Hunting around in the garden in toolbox, do you know what I mean? Like mojo, do you know what I mean? Like I've lost it. Mojo is something that we have, we we give as a name to mm. a fo- a feeling that we need or require in order to take action. Mm. So you could say, you know, I'm going to take the kids down to the park this afternoon. I've got my park mojo. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or I'm going to drive. I, I enjoy driving to work, and I've got my driving to work mojo. Yeah. Rather than walking or yeah. whatever it might be. Or I've got my gym mojo at the or moment. Or my making food mojo. Yeah, exactly. But mojo isn't actually a thing, but we're a physical thing that we can see, touch, taste, smell or anything. It's just a feeling. And so if we're after a feeling, then we need to ask, ask you, answer your question really honestly, which yeah. was... Which is, um, why, why haven't you restarted? And is that true? And is that true? Really important question. I've lost my mojo. Is it true? I've lost my mojo. Well, can I find my mojo? What is that? What is that? (laughs) Yeah. And then you have to ask another question. Keep asking, is it true? Until you get to the point, you're like, well, I just have to take action then. But then we can go round and round in circles on this, on point number one of like, find the reason why I stopped and find the reason of like, why I haven't started. And that actually delays us getting started in the first place. Mm, Yeah. Yes. Maybe this podcast is actually delaying you from getting started. Maybe you're nine minutes into a delay tactic. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump so, into point number two. And I've got a nice little two. poem on point oh, number two. This is nice. A little poem is different for us. So this is, why do you want to do your revision? So Neil's got a poem. So <laughs> let's not go straight to the poem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, I, I think this is key. Like, we've, we've done a number of podcasts on Fit Pro Sessions now about like, start with the end in mind. But actually... It's it's fundamental. It's absolutely fundamental mm. to understand why you're doing your studies, why you're doing your revision, why you're completing a health and safety worksheet at level two, why you're putting together a series of program cards at your level three PT, whilst you're doing endless levels of, of hours to get your yoga in, your coach. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, why are you doing this? How does because it fit into the big picture? The big picture. And I think if we, if we look at, say, I'm going to be honest, there's certain parts of every course that that are going to feel a little bit tiresome, a little bit mundane, tricky. a little bit tricky, or a little bit potentially boring. There's going to be some questions that you just go like, oh my God, like, I don't know the answer. It just, I just can't get past this. I feel a little bit stuck. And we lose sight of why, or why this particular worksheet or this particular question attaches to our end mm. outcome. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, you're here because you want to help people. You're here because you want to do something you love. You're here because you, 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 you're already great at fitness, health, well-being and nutrition. And you want to go on and, and inspire and, and help others to have a similar journey that re, that, to help them realise that it's, 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 it's a wicked path to follow. Yeah. Like and there's a burning flame inside you that you want to 
spread to other people. And yes, you might go, I don't really like this task that I'm doing right now, which might be revision or your worksheet or whatever it might be, or learning a muscle. You know, like, I find it hard or I don't really like it. But what you do like and what you do love is the end outcome. Yeah. And you need to keep focus on that, but know that what you're doing is part of it. You can't get to that end outcome without it. I'm going to say like Link on a day-to-day basis, there's parts <clears throat> inside Parallel as a, as a director, as, as a tutor. We, I, we wear many hats. Mm. I think as a fit pro now, you wear many hats, right? Yeah. So you're not just the person that shows up and does the, the sessions with the clients or the group sessions. You're the person that does the marketing, the social media, the admin, the accounts. The planning. The planning. You're the, you're the person. The, the, the accountability, the every, support, You do everything. Nutrition. You wear many hats. And I'm sure you'd agree there's parts of those hats. You go, do you know what? I don't particularly enjoy. I don't particularly, I'm not particularly good at um, but you have to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think the moment you you attach the reason why you're doing it to your bigger mission, you know, what is it you're here for? Why are you doing it? Where do you see yourself in, I don't know, a year's time or three years' time yeah. or five years' time? How many people have you helped? You How many people have you tra- transformed? Yeah. You're like, actually, I can see why learning uh, origins and insertions allows me to be a better planner. And if I can put together really smart plans, I'm more likely to get a result with my client. If I get a result with my client, they go on and um, become a loyal member of my tribe. They also become a raving fan. They also become a key referral partner and they spread the message. So by you learning anatomy of origins insertions ends up you being um, over oversubscribed as a fit pro business, mm, which I've it. just used for the analogy. And I want to read you a proverb. Um, here, you go. here we go. It's going to be boring. But it's called for want of a nail. Okay, And I think this works quite nicely. Mm. So for want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. And all of the want of a horseshoe nail. Love it. I got a bit stuck on my last sentence. The last, the last it was thing. good. It was good reading. But what I really like about this is it's all the whole kingdom mm. for this rider or this horse was all about a horseshoe nail. So yeah. without a horseshoe nail, the whole kingdom was lost. Yeah. And that horseshoe nail is you learning or you revising or studying um, a particular part of your course right now, which could be the anatomy and physiology of origins and insertions of the free hamstrings. Or maybe you're doing your advanced level four PT and you're currently doing, I don't know, section two all about your research. Mm. Or maybe you're planning your Pilates um, sessions and you've got to get a certain amount of practice in. Or you're doing your health and safety worksheet. But ultimately, this is for want of a nail, the whole kingdom was lost. Mm. Yeah, So the question is, is like, why... For one of your muscles that you're learning or your task right now, you're going to lose the whole like fully booked business. Completely. (laughs) And And even if you're only after a few people in your local church hall or your local community Still group you you I'll think bigger think the end outcome like why is it what is the equivalent of that proverb of your kingdom mm. yeah yeah and that's having that focus on why you want it in the first place isn't it and that's your kingdom i, I really like that. like that proverb yeah i Thanks found it for finding that there's something i never i can't remember why i found that which is funny because we're talking about why but as we were planning this i was like there's a there's a, there's a poem that would work really well on this there and i went go. straight to it good old google 
Good old Google. Number three. Number three is what's your deadline? Now, Ooh, I this, like this is one. important because a deadline creates urgency. And if you create urgency, all of a sudden stuff gets done. Well, imagine like if, if you it... wanted to get the kingdom in, in four weeks time, you'd be like, damn it, I need to find out horseshoe nail. Yes, I need to do it now so that the horse can be ready, so the rider can be ready, so they can go to battle, so that we can win the kingdom. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the same. Like, if you um, think, like, just before you're about to go on holiday, that day before you go on holiday, I think is the most productive day ever because there's a clear deadline of I'm getting on the plane. Yeah. And in order to get on the plane, seven I have to have the bags packed. I have to have everything ready. I have to have the house all tidied and left or however you want to leave it. I have to block this down with work. All these things have to get done. And all the, only the most highest priority things seep through, don't they? The less important stuff gets left aside. And actually, that's that deadline of saying, this is my deadline. So know when your deadline is to complete, let's just say, your revision for your exam or your worksheet. And if it's open-ended, set yourself a deadline. Now, make yeah. sure it's not too far away because the more urgency you have by it being closer, the more likely you are to get it done. Well, there's that quadrant, isn't there, where something becomes urgent... Then you've got important, then you've got urgent, not important, and then not urgent and not important. Yeah. So not to bore you with that one, but ultimately, if something's really urgent, you're probably going to get a state of panic or overwhelm. Mm. So whilst we're saying make this deadline more urgent, I also want to reframe that and maybe say, let's make your um, your deadline important mm. to achieve. Because if something's urgent, you're like, oh my God, it's urgent. I've got to do it now, now, now. And suddenly it comes so far up the priority list, you lose sight of other priorities, which are equally just as urgent and just as important. Yes. So I found that the, the urgency of having a deadline or the importance of having a deadline is roughly four to six weeks away. Yeah. Okay, it's far yeah. enough away for it not to cause a state of overwhelm but it's close enough to take a certain amount of action. Yes, and that's so, like, say, if it's like all of the anatomy exam, for example. Mm, yes, exactly. Or in four to six weeks. Yes. Or you could do, um, have completed all of your portfolio in four to six weeks. It's not, it's going to take me one worksheet for four to six weeks. No, completely. Yeah, yeah completely. Nice, exactly. So it's important to set a deadline. So if you've not yet booked your... Uh, your exams, your fitness exams, your multiple choice, go and book that for four to six weeks time and watch your level of action and your oomph in your revision to, you know, start to turn around. Yeah, definitely. And if you're struggling to say, get worksheets done, I would chunk those down and say, I'm going to complete this one worksheet in this next week. And there's four points that I have throughout the whole four week period of time. So if you're thinking like, let's it's say you're doing... periodization. Yeah, no, it is periodization. Yeah. I think we need to, you need to swallow your own pill. Yeah. <laughs> as harsh as that sounds, you know, you're you're a fit pro and you you know, maybe you're you're not yet qualified or newly qualified or maybe you're listening to this and you're doing, I don't know, you've been a fit pro for a while and you're doing your advanced level fours, level four obesity or level four low back pain or advanced PT. You know, you need to swallow your own pill because we'd say to a client, wouldn't we, you know, you must have a goal, you must have a deadline, we're, we're going to achieve something in eight weeks time or your, your race starts in eight weeks time or you go on holiday in eight weeks time. Like you're always working to deadlines and you've yeah. got... You, the general milestone. adaptation syndrome of milestones where it gets progressively harder every week with some rest and recovery and avoiding a plateau. So you know what to do. Mm. And, and the key variables there are frequency and time. Yeah, right? which is our next one. Okay, let, well, let, let's go there then. Cool. <laughs> Number four. 
more <laughs> is to chunk it into small pieces. Perfect. Which again is like our periodization. So your revision every day or every other day should be chunked into pieces. And this like, is, is like what you do with your client. Yeah, completely. So if you said to a client, uh, what I'd like you to do, you're brand new to fitness, you're going to go to the gym twice a week for an hour and a half each time. Ooh. The client would be like, hold on a minute, I don't have time. That's one of my biggest barriers. And yet, in our revision, what we're saying is time is one of our biggest barriers. Priorities is not high in our priority. Let's not binge revise for one to two sessions a week and expect ourselves to do one to do, two hours we're every say time. We're going to do four hours on a Saturday. Like what, or, yeah, yeah, what advice would we give to a client that's, say, new to fitness? We'd say, like, what I'd really like you to do to start off with is one to two times per week and we're going to try and hit, let's just say, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. I know we're not hitting the ACSM guidelines here, but guess what? Rome wasn't built in a day. If we went straight in and said, right, you're going to do flexibility every day, you're going to do three to five, uh, or get your 150 minutes of, of cardiovascular or 75 minutes yeah. of vigorous uh, cardio, yeah. plus your two to three times of, of uh, resistance every week, you know, the client's gone from zero to hero in like a heartbeat. What we're proposing through logical progression is saying, start where you are right now and empathize with your client. I want to start where you are right now and empathize with yourself. Mm. If you've let revision or studies go over the last few weeks, that's fine. Just go, do you know what? Let's not expect ourselves to go from zero to hero now. Yes. Let's just say short, frequent bouts. You might say, right, over the next week, I've got seven days. I'm going to revise three of those days. Okay, so a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday or Tuesday, a Wednesday and a Saturday. And I'm only going to do 10 minutes. You might think, what do I learn? What am I going to get in 10 minutes? And that's preparation as well. So if you think of that you were doing this for your client, you'd need to prepare your plan for your client for that week ahead. So you're going to go, I'm going to plan those three sessions for the week ahead. And they're going to go and do these three little sessions that are achievable within what they're doing. But then when you come to your own revision... Why is it that we wait to sit down and then we go, so what am I doing today? And yeah. before you know it, 10 minute session has gone already mm. and you're still working out how to access your login or how to download your information or what, what if, part of your manual. What, what if the first session was, I'm going to spend 10 minutes to sort all of my passwords out for my login. I'm going to log in and just remind myself of a platform. Download and that, all your MP3 so you can listen to audio. And you don't actually do any revision in the first session, but you get yourself fully set up for the next one. So consider that a new client that doesn't quite meet the ACSM guidelines the first couple of weeks is about forming a habit mm. it's about doing something easy manageable and actionable out the gates yes they might not going to get their goal but what they are doing is they're building up a set of habits a set of discipline this is discipline training yeah and that's what I suppose point number four is is small chunks of revision every day or every other day or a couple of times per week frequent bouts of small time durations to set a discipline that says I do study and this solves the biggest problem I see in every type of study for anyone (laughs) it's true I know what you're gonna say (laughs) is that people go oh yeah this will only take me about a week or so this is fine but then before I know it they go quiet and they're like yeah I was supposed to restart but this happened and then it doesn't happen and nothing happens and then before I know it they're, they're getting close to a couple of months or even potentially half a year yeah. before they go, I will pick up my books and I will give it a go. And actually, 
the the reason why you're missing the oomph in your revision at that point is, is because you lack you, discipline and yeah, you lack frequency and done, you lack small time. And not done any action yeah. at all. There's been nothing that's allowed them to move forward. And then you lose sight of what you were doing in the past. So then it takes feels like it takes more oomph to get going because you had nothing to go off. But oddly, you people then feel disappointed by the lack of results. Mm. Which is a equivalent of a cl- of a client saying, you know, I didn't go to the gym, I didn't turn up to the sessions, but I still expected to lose weight. I still expected yeah. to get on that start line of the local five k charity run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So ask yourself now, how would you fit in ten minutes today, like right now? Like you've listened to this for twenty three minutes, so <laughs> exactly. um, so, <laughs> so create oh. ten minutes today that is prep time, and I want you to do this today. Don't wait until tomorrow or next week. Because you'll find another nice podcast that we'll put on and you'll Completely. listen to that for half an hour. I, um, so instead, I would like you to do that today and like just plan inside that 10 minutes what you're going to do over the next week of studies and download any resources. And I hold, I hold, we hold quite a few people accountable inside our specialist population group, which is exercise referral, level three, level three supporting clients, um, level four obesity, those types of things. So our qualifications and... Um, you know, some of the learners, they, they get back to me and say, like, I didn't do this this week. And that's absolutely fine. You know, life does genuinely get in the way. And then I ask them to screenshot their their phone of the amount of time they spend on it every mm. week. So the average screen time. And for quite a number of people, they they don't look at it on, an, on a frequent basis. And quite a number of people don't even know that exists. Yeah. And they're horrified of the amount of time every week that they spend. And it, and it shows you the amount of time spent on social media, which effectively, I'm not saying, you know, that that's not necessarily important, but, you know, we could question its importance overall in compared to our mission of our battle on our horseshoe nail. Mm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's so many opportunities, I believe, throughout our week, regardless of who you are, how busy you are with your circumstances, whereby you could have easily placed in small frequent bouts and i appreciate that not every 24 hours is the same Haley and i don't have kids if you've got kids your 24 hours is very different to ours so it's it's easy for me to say you can go and make time because i know you can't i know mm. you can't get more than 24 hours a day and i know your 24 hours are differently spent to mine and the next person's and the next person's and the next person's however if we were to look just purely at the data that comes out of our phone i reckon we could carve out at some point at least two to three times a week, bearing in mind there's 168 hours, three lots of 10 minutes. Yeah. And the, the concept of that is to, to forge a discipline. The, the concept is not for you to necessarily learn anything in the first few sessions. Well, no. It's to just go, do you know what? It's to get started. It's to get the oomph back, to find Ooh. that mojo in the gardening cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> I found the mojo. <laughs> I've got it. So um, number five. Step number five is don't perfect one subject before you move on. Well, I like now, this. Now, this is appropriate if you're doing revision um, and if you're doing completing worksheets. Don't look for perfection and don't feel like you have to do it in order. So um, let's just take revision, for example. You start off, you do musculoskeletal section first. You start working through your level two anatomy and physiology. And you're like, well, I've learned the bones. Oh, I don't know. I'm stuck on learning the muscles. And you go over that same tutorial or the same reread of the same point in your manual over and over and over again. And before you know it, you've basically trying to perfect knowledge in one area. And what should have just taken a day or one revision session 
ended up taking four weeks. Yeah. And you're now behind schedule because you're spending so long trying to do one particular subject. The same applies in a worksheet. If you yeah. go through a worksheet and you go, right, I answered question one, two, three, and four. I'm stuck on question five. And you spend hours trying to find the answer. You go back and forth. Not only have you spent hours trying to work on one question, but you didn't answer the rest of that worksheet that you should have done in that time. So I usually set a, a rule with any learner that I work with and say, if it's taking you more than five minutes to find the answer to that worksheet question, pause it, leave it blank and move on. And if you like completion, Perfect. which I know a lot of people do, that Who can doesn't? be hard to do. Yeah. But just go, I know I will get it later and move on. And then you move on, you complete the rest of the worksheet. Any gaps that you have, you can ask for help on. Well, I want you to think about this going back to the so nail. The horseshoe nail wins the battle, right? Mm. So let's say you miss out question five. That's not saying that it ha perfection has to be done in numerical order. Mm. Perfection is actually completing the worksheet. And I want you to consider that by answering question six, seven, eight, missing nine, going to 10, 11 and 12, actually allows you to go back and answer question five and 10. Mm. You'll find the answers. And so like quite or often... you can ask for help at the end. Let's say, for example, I was working with a, a lady a few weeks back, actually. Um, she was with another training provider and she she bought the revision boot camp and she was going through the, the four-week plan and she got to the heart module and she'd watched it like a dozen times mm. and then was like, I don't, I don't think I can get this. And I said, well, rather than watch it a dozen times because that's not necessarily what the, the four-week schedule says, <laughs> yeah. have you gone on and watched the rest of it? And she said, no. Anyway, I said, like, let's make a plan. I know it's going to be tough, but just go on and watch the next couple of modules. Anyway, about a week and a half later, nine to ten days later, she turned around and she goes, I get the heart now. It makes sense. Because she had moved on to the other modules, the missing gaps mm. that were in her knowledge that she was trying to connect the dots to were in the other modules. So think about this. Anatomy and physiology isn't isolated topics. The heart and circulatory system is a muscle and a muscle is part of uh, an energy system and energy systems is part of a neurological system mm -hmm. and the neurological system is part of the endocrine system so you can't have one without all yeah and actually which is like the nail in that proverb completely you can't have the battle without without the, the nail. horseshoe nail yeah exactly and in order to do that you need to get to the overall battle so if you know what your overall battle is perfect you need to make sure you've got everything uh, lined uh, in there and that doesn't mean spending for ages for, for, ages. for ages for ages forever forever <laughs> for, for ages for ages um, <laughs> you're an idiot I'm proper Devon sorry. Um, like, no offence to any Devonians out there <laughs> but I am so that's okay Hayley is a well and truly from South Devon in the heart in the heart of Dartmoor <laughs> Hayley is allowed to have this Devonian twang to some Every of her words. Every now and then it comes out. Every, there's certain words at certain times of a day. Or phrases. <laughs> or phrases. So you're like, that's not a real phrase. <laughs> anyway, your, your, um, oh, where are we? The proverb the of for want of a nail was yeah. really talking about. For want of a nail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Isn't it, Neil? Yeah, carry on, carry on. Oh, I can't remember what we were saying. You were saying for want of a nail and you were looking and pointing towards... Um, that says free... for want of a nail. Oh, that, yeah. That's what those words say, but I have no idea how it relates to what For once, Hayley has lost her trail of thought. Usually it's me. Um, I've just, oh, okay, I've got it's it. It's back. In the proverb... <laughs> but Mojo is here. <laughs> in the proverb, it was talking about you'll spend ages looking for one nail 
And in spending ages looking for one nail, you lose the whole battle. Yeah. And that's the same thing of this perfection is that if you spend ages looking for the answer of one question Perfect. or ages yes. going over one module, then you lose the whole battle because you're actually not on time. Perfect. That was a nice thing to find, actually. Thank you. I'm glad I found it. I knew it was going to be a good point. What but... I'd really like to know is, obviously, we've mentioned five things. We've talked about find out why you stopped and inversely to that, find out why you haven't started. And is it true? And is it true? Second one was, why do you want to do your revision? And that was for want of a nail. Then we said number three was, what's your deadline and move things closer and ideally actually physically go and book your, your exams or your practicals or whatnot, but you could have your own deadline. Number four is to break it down into small chunks and carving out time. So frequency versus time and understanding that we need to swallow our own pill with regards to periodization ourselves. And then number five was... Um, don't perfect one subject. Don't perfect one subject. So what I'd really like to know is like, what's been your big takeaway? And I'd really love to know because actually it's all very well listening. And you might go, it was interesting. I enjoyed today. But I'm a big fan of making things useful. Mm -hmm. And if we break that down, I want you to use this full podcast or these four or five tips to go, do you know what? I'm going to take action. I found some reason. I found my mojo. I found my oomph. And maybe that oomph is to message us maybe your first part of your action is just to message us and say thank you for today guys i'm going to start my revision today i'm going to do 10 minutes or i'm going to schedule it in for tomorrow because we can now follow you up and say how did your studies go yeah exactly and hold you accountable to your first bout or your early bouts of disciplined revision study making yeah and in order to share that with us you can either um pop a uh, comment inside the inner circle facebook group there'll be a link inside this or you can send us a message again there'll be a link you could do it on podcast. your socials you could be on a story do you know there's nothing better than actually making it public because Ooh, yeah. now you've got uh i suppose the world watching you to kind of like dare i say did you do what you said you were going to do and have the integrity behind Goes your words? Goes up your priority list. Completely. Yeah, there you go. Wicked. So if you're not inside the inner circle, come and join us. But I, honestly, I really want to know, like, how are you going to take action moving forwards? How are you going to regain this oomph? Because it's all very well saying, I've lost my mojo, I need some more oomph, or I, I've, I, 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 need, I need a helping hand. But actually, the person that needs to help the most is you've got to help yourself mm. take that first level of disciplined action yeah perfect boom so if you haven't already left us a five star review on itunes yeah go, go and do ahead that. and do that but then get started on your studies get started on your studies completely <laughs> i hope you've enjoyed today yeah. we will see what episode was this well, this is 28 28 so next week is going to be 29 and 30 and then i'm thinking that we might change tact mm. and move into season 11 and season 11 i have no idea what this is going to be yet but, but a bulk it, of training that's but a bulk of training themed. a themed section like so what we did with behavior change that was very good it was wicked wasn't it conditions. yeah completely yeah. so we'll, we'll put our thinking caps we on. put our thinking caps on and season 11 will be the week after we might take a week hiatus okay uh, uh to to get it planned and 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 make it sorted but i'm not sure i think it might go down to one episode a week and it'll be a feature length. Hmm. There we go. See what happens. We will see what happens. Either Outside way, we'll see you on Monday for episode 29. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. 
We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.